welcome to the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Dame, holistic nutrition coach and speaker. Together, we'll be diving into much more than just another conversation around sugar addiction and nutrition. But more importantly, I'll be guiding you through the inner work and spiritual healing that lies at the root of your unhealthy habits with food. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode here on the Beyond Sugar Freedom podcast. Today, we're kicking off a two-part series because this conversation we're going to have around our emotional health and around our emotional eating patterns is a big one. And this honestly should probably be more than a two-part series, but I've split this up into two episodes this week and next week to really help jumpstart your not only your awareness, but give you some really tangible tools so you can start really looking inward at where your emotional connection to sugar really lies and food and and all the other areas that, you know, your emotional health is affecting your life. So we're going to be having this conversation and, and really my goal here is to help you feel empowered and aware to start breaking these neuro pathways that have you addicted to sugar because of our emotional patterns, right? Our emotional connection to sugar. And I'm going to talk about why that is in today's episode. I'm also going to be talking about how we begin to learn to feel again. A huge piece of this conversation, and actually the biggest part of this conversation, to be honest with you, is the simple fact that most of us have never been raised understanding and connecting with our emotional body. It's a byproduct of the society that we live in. And what that means is that most of us actually don't know how to feel. We don't know on a physical level how to honor our emotions as they come up every day. Instead, we go around feeling numb or, um, you know, numbing out with things like sugar and really just feeling flat. So just stay tuned, buckle up. Like if you're someone who relates with, you know, either every time you're stressed, reaching in the cupboard, looking for food, or just someone, if you resonate with not really knowing or being able to even label or connect with how you're feeling in any given moment, just know that you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. And we're going to be talking about that today. And then in part two, on the next episode, I'm going to be taking it to step two, really starting to support you in processing the energy that is emotions, okay? And how you can actually begin processing and supporting your body in getting rid of these emotions that maybe you don't want hanging around anymore. So there's there's a very big distinction, and I'm going to talk about that today um, to really set you up. So before we dive into today's episode, your little weekly update, your weekly insight. Um, I have actually just had a very interesting morning here at the studio, <laughs> aka my office. We lost power this morning. It's just a regular day here in Canada. I have no idea what happened. We lost power. I had to move a client call because there was no power. Uh, and it was just so interesting to reflect on how much we rely on electricity on a daily basis, right? And Wi-Fi to do work, to do things, to call people. Um, and it was also a beautiful testament to how far I've come in really trusting and surrendering. You know, when these things used to happen in the past, something bad would happen or a glitch would happen. It used to stress me to the max. I used to just get so overworked and worried and my nervous system would be activated. And, you know, it's 
so beautiful to witness myself now emotionally as we're having this conversation today, just going with the flow. I mean, there was nothing I could do about it. It was such a beautiful example of how letting go of control of these things that we actually don't have any control over can bring so much peace to your day. So I actually went for a quick little walk outside. The, the power was out for about an hour or so. Went for a walk, actually did some organizing around the house. I had something to write that wasn't online. So it was just uh, a really great chance to take a pause. And um, now I'm recording these episodes. So it's been an interesting morning. But what I wanted to actually share around the weekly insight, you know, for all of you today and something that is been a mantra that I've been working with for quite a few months now is this truth that you already have everything that you need. I love this mantra. You already have everything that you need. For some reason, we go about our lives and our day-to-days thinking that we are not capable, that we don't have the tools that we need, even when it's something like emotional eating or your sugar addiction, right? We think, wow, I need some guru or some expert. I need Danny to come in and tell me exactly what I'm missing. Uh, There's something wrong here. It's like I'm missing a puzzle piece. And once I find it, then everything's going to work itself out. We give so much of our power away by thinking that something outside of us needs to come into our world in order for us to be complete or for us to accomplish something. Maybe it's that getting that promotion at work or finally having that healthy relationship with food, right? And I really, really want to remind you here as we continue this journey to step fully into our power and take our power back, stop giving it away. We have to also at the same time acknowledge that we have everything that we need. You have every capability and resiliency and strength from within already. You already know what you need to do. It's just the doing it that can sometimes be difficult. So that's your reminder today, really short and sweet. You already have everything that you need from within to accomplish anything. Any of the goals that you have on your list this year, you have what you need. You don't need another person. You don't need another book. You don't need this podcast. You don't. You already know. Your intuition knows. You are already powerful enough to create the reality that you want and create the goals that you want. And yes, there may be factors or other people that need to come in to help make that happen, but you are capable of it with or without them. Okay. And I really, really want you to take that to heart and remember that. Maybe write that down. This is something that I actually have on my altar. I have everything I need that is written and something that I reflect on on a daily basis because it's so true. And it's such a beautiful reminder. I don't need anybody else to be successful or to eat healthy or to be happy. This is so important. We, we put so much of that on other people and situations and it's just not true. It, it all starts from within and you have everything you need. I also want to share something really, really exciting with all of you before we kick off this episode. This actually ties in to exactly what we're talking about in this episode. Um, I know that people have been reaching out to me over the last couple months wondering when I'm hosting my next signature program again. Um, I host incredible live group program experiences, um, you know, helping women really break free from sugar. And what I've just decided to do is actually pull a program out of the bank that I've had hidden for a couple years. It's not something that I've hosted live for the last, I'd say about over two years now. And it's feeling really, really aligned and excited to be offering this again. So 
I've just decided to host my six-week deep dive live program that is focused around helping women kick emotional eating for good. It is the deep dive conversation to what we're having here on the podcast today and the accountability and support to actually implement the tools and the techniques that are going to help you break this emotional connection to food for good. Now, I say six-week program, but I'm actually going to make it an eight-week program. Um, there's a there's new training and new um, videos that I'm going to be bringing to this program this spring. So I'm hosting this again in the spring. If you're someone who wants to dive deep and and really really dive into the inner work that is mandatory for creating a lasting and healthy relationship with sugar, sugar freedom in your life. This is going to be the course for you. It's going to be so much fun. And the last time I hosted this was just, oh, such a gift and beautiful experience in creating safe space for women to talk about their emotions, to talk about their beliefs, their identity, their traumas. We're going to be diving into patterns and emotional resiliency and a whole bunch of really, really, really powerful topics. And it's not for anybody who's never done a program with me before you know that it's not about just soaking in more information what we're going to be doing is actually hand holding each other to taking action with what we're learning at the same time, right? So at the end of the eight weeks, you're going to feel completely alive in your body, connected with your emotions. You're going to feel more secure in who you are. And that void that you're filling with food will no longer be there. It is just so freeing. And I'm so excited to host this piece of the sugar freedom journey in such a potent and powerful way. So if you're ready to do the inner work, dive deep into this emotional conversation and really learn to feel again and learn, build these new neural pathways so that, um, you have these new go-tos every time you're stressed or angry or upset or sad, this is going to be the program for you. So if you want to be the first to know all the details and when registration opens, you're going to have to get your name on the wait list. So it's coming this spring. Actually, really soon I'm working behind the scenes right now on refilming and recreating this program from scratch. Um, it's a new and improved 2.0 version. So even if you've done it in the past with me two years ago when I hosted this live, this is going to be completely new. There's been a lot that has shifted over the last two years and I have learned a lot and I'm going to be building in a lot of these conversations in a really, really meaningful and powerful way. So you can find the waitlist link in the show notes below, get your name on the list, and I'll be sending out some information really, really soon. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Are you ready? Are you ready to start talking about emotions and feelings? So that's actually a good place to start because a lot of people ask me that, you know, what's the difference between emotions and feelings? And for the purposes of the courses that I host for this podcast and the next episode, we're going to use those words interchangeably. Okay. There are some nuanced differences depending on who you ask, but in my humble opinion, they're pretty much the same thing. Okay. Our emotional state, what we're feeling in the moment. Um, these are things that many of you might be able to identify, right? As sadness or happiness or stress or anger. And what an emotion actually is in the body in really, really simple terms is energy, 
right? I love that. Emotions are just energy in motion. If you've never heard that before, one of my favorite sayings. And it's so true because emotions are just an energetic sensation. And the interesting thing to note here about emotional states and our feelings is that they actually directly follow a thought. So our thoughts actually dictate how we feel, right? We have to know that piece. It's really, really fascinating because when we're thinking negative, nasty thoughts about ourselves all day, we're going to be feeling pretty negative and nasty in our bodies and in our emotional body. So really knowing that what we think dictates how we feel is a vital part of this journey because we have to start there. And that's not what we're going to be talking about in these episodes. We're definitely going to be talking more about thought patterns and how to change our thought patterns in in this podcast and going forward. But for the purposes of this two-part series, we're just going to be talking about the emotional piece. But it's important to understand thought, emotion, feeling, right? Like that's, that's kind of the, and the thoughts as well go back as far as like our belief systems, right? And our traumas, like what, what precedes the thought. So really just understanding that that is a loop that we get in, um, depending on what we're thinking depending on our life experiences and how we're choosing. Yes. Choosing to see a situation or to talk about a situation. All of these really dictate how we're going to feel. Okay, and these feelings are really based on our internal world and our experiences, like I said. So what have you experienced through your life, right? And they're actually a survival mechanism to help guide us to know when something is right and wrong, right? Or when something is in alignment with our higher self and when it is not. And a lot of this, like I said, it's really kind of like those lens that we come at the world with that, that I often talk about as our beliefs, right? That start in childhood, how we see the world plays a big role in how we're going to feel, right? If you see the world as full of nasty people and horrible and everybody's out to get you, you're probably going to live in a pretty toxic emotional state on a daily basis. So this is really, you know, I, I bet you listening right now, you can think of some examples of this showing up in your own life. You know, when have you been in one of those toxic negative thought patterns and how did it make you feel versus when you were talking kind to yourself or you, you were with people that were speaking kindly to you, right? And you were in a happy place, you know, those sorts of situations and how often we spend in those thought patterns stems from our childhood, stems from how we've been brought up to see the world and and how we choose on a daily basis to talk to ourselves. Now, one of the things that I love to believe about our emotional state, and this is something that, I mean, take it or leave it, right? This is something that I have come across in my studying and in my own emotional resiliency and, and work that I've done on my emotional state is seeing emotions as that guide or compass to our lives. And I love this because if my emotional state is based off my thoughts, which is based off of like my past and my history and society and all sorts of things, you know, if I am living in alignment with my higher self, like my true self, my authentic Danny, right? Then I'm going to be feeling emotionally in alignment with that on a daily basis. And if I'm not, 
You know, if I'm doing something maybe illegal or something that goes against my morals or just doesn't feel or I'm hanging out with people that I just know aren't good for me, I'm going to feel that in my body. So when you think of it that way, you know, our emotions are actually this compass or this guide. You know, when we're feeling emotionally like good, right? Well, happy, light, um, joyful, you know, when we're feeling that on a, on a, on a um, major basis, right? That's a really good indicator that you're in alignment with some things in your life, that things are flowing. And if you're spending your days, on the other hand, you know, feeling really stressed, feeling angry, feeling frustrated, feeling sad, you know, if that's your emotional home, if that's where you're spending most of your emotional time on a daily basis, that's a really good sign that things are not working. There's something in your life that needs to change. And I personally remember going through this experience. Now in hindsight, I can look back when I was at my office job feeling miserable, miserable every single day. And so clear to me now that I was so out of alignment with my true nature and with what I was meant to do here on the planet, who I was meant to be hanging out with that I'm so glad that I made that shift, right? So I I just kind of love seeing that, right? And really important for me to point out here, okay? This isn't about being happy all day long. Please do not be happy all all day long because it's not real. It's not real. Being a human means having all the emotions on a daily basis. I go through all of them. The happy emotions, the not so happy emotions, they just don't last that long. So this is what I'm talking about in terms of this compass is really thinking about where you spend most of your emotional time. Are you always stressed, right? Or are you stressed sometimes, but mostly joyful and light and happy? You know, how much of your day is spent in the high vibrational emotions versus the low vibrational emotions? And it's not about totally ridding yourself of the not so high vibration emotions, okay? The heavy emotions, we'll call them. That's not the goal here, okay? And that's one of the problems that so many of us have when it comes to this emotional conversation is we believe we should not feel quote unquote negative emotions, We've, we believe like our society has somehow taught us that if you feel angry or sad or stressed, there's something wrong with you. And it is so toxically incorrect that we have to stop that stigma and that lie right here, right now. Okay. It is so important. I'm going to use that word because it is so vitally important to feel every single human emotion. And often, like I said, you're going to feel it on a daily basis, but the test is how long do you stay stressed? How long do you stay angry, right? Is it all day, every day, all the time? Or is it fleeting here and there? You know, something happens, rightfully so, you get angry, someone says something mean, right? And you feel the emotional response and you process through it and you deal with it and you move back into like homeostasis, right? So it's how do you ebb and flow through these and really understanding that these emotions all have different vibrations. So we're going to talk about energy a lot here on this podcast, but for the purposes of today, right, just knowing that emotions like love and gratitude and joy, these are the highest energetic vibration emotions. And the list just goes down and then we get into like fear and hate, um, those types of emotions being the lowest vibration emotions. So this is actually, um, can be measured in like energetic vibrations in how we actually attract things into our lives. So if you are 
radiating love most of the time, if that's your emotional home, you're going to be manifesting and law of attraction, bringing things into your reality that are also at that high level vibration. Things like money and beautiful friends and people and job opportunities and like wonderful things are going to be flowing into your life. And that is literally something that you can now measure scientifically. I mean, the law of attraction is a law of the universe and it's, it really is so interesting to understand how our emotional state actually repels or brings things into our lives. So really, 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 you know, important to just understand how that works. And I want to hit this home. Okay. As we start getting deeper into this conversation, I really, I just mentioned this, but I want have to say this again, because this is the biggest lie and misbelief that we, most of us carry around is that we shouldn't feel these heavy emotions. Now, very on much on purpose, I'm using the word heavy emotions and not negative emotions. Okay. This is tip, tip and tool. Number one is to get the word negative out of your vocabulary when it comes to emotions. Because when we say a negative emotion, right, when we're referring to something like stress or anger or grief or sadness, what we're essentially doing subconsciously is telling ourselves that we shouldn't feel it. It's negative, meaning it's bad. And I'm not going to be a bad girl. I am only going to be a good girl, right? There's so much of this patterning subconsciously for us. So when we start saying that something is a bad emotion or a negative emotion, we actually start repelling it away. And we actually start feeling ashamed when we do feel it. Now we need to start changing that language because every single emotion is vital to be felt for your overall health. That's right. It is part of being a human. Light and dark. You cannot feel the joy without the sadness. It does not, cannot exist. It is a law of duality. We must feel the sadness, we must feel the grief, the anger in order to be able to experience the joy and the light and the love and the happiness. They have to go hand in hand. So they are vital, vital, important emotions to be felt in your body when they come up. They are there for a reason and we need to start making friends with them. And that's what we're going to be talking about in today's episode is how can we start to feel again and, and actually start changing the way we see these uncomfortable emotions and start seeing them as our friends. They're here to be our compass. They're here to tell us when something's out of alignment. They're here to tell us when somebody's hurt us. They're here to tell us that we need to take a pause and maybe take a day off. They're here to tell us something. And for that, we should be grateful and learning how to honor these emotions so that we're not stuffing them down. Okay. Now, how does this all link in with sugar? Okay. And the two things that I love to just point out really quick is that for all of us in, at least in the Western world, we have linked every single emotion to sugar since childhood. This has been ingrained in us ever since the first hit of our sweet mother's breast milk. The sweetness equals love and connection and joy right? And ever since then, it has been beaten into us day in and day out in our childhood. If it's sadness or if it's anger or if it's joy or celebration, every single emotion has now been linked to food, but usually sugar. And the second piece to this to know is that we have not been taught in our culture how to process emotions. 
Okay. We are actually taught and the patterning that we're taught is that emotions are bad. Like heavy emotions should not be felt. They're bad to feel. Stop crying. Get up. Let's go have some ice cream and make you feel better. So we learn that it's not safe in our bodies to feel anger or stress or sadness or these heavier emotions, right? Right from when you start having temper tantrums as a child who's beautifully expressing and processing their emotions in a really powerful way, they get stifled, right? We've all had it happen. We've all done it. I've done it. Um, and this isn't a place to, to bring any shame or blame if this is something that you're still doing, maybe with little children that you have um, or people in your life. It's okay. This is just your chance to be aware of this. Okay. There's a huge shift that needs to happen between like patterning of shame around these, these heavy emotions versus really actually supporting and providing a space for them to be processed and felt because they're important. Okay. So those are really two important pieces to understand around this emotional conversation and how they really tie into sugar because Every time we're feeling something, we get a craving for sugar because it's been so ingrained in us in all those emotions since childhood. And at the same time, we're up against this very deep subconscious patterning in these neural pathways that have taught us, ooh, when I'm stressed, it's not safe in my body, must get ice cream to give me a dopamine hit and make me feel better, to get out of this emotional space. So this is where we start building in patterns and habits of numbing out. And this can be in any addictive substance. This is a root of addiction, right? I am not comfortable and I do not feel safe in my body. Therefore, I'm going to have a hit of something that changes my emotional state and my energetic state immediately. And the best, easiest, cheapest way to do that is, is sugar. Now I want to talk about beliefs as well. I want to plant the seed for all of you listening. We all have deep rooted beliefs about emotions. And I just talked about this in the beginning and I want to offer this as an opportunity for all of you listening to obviously take away some things from this episode and start reflecting on what your beliefs are about emotions. So how you do that is literally just start emotions are and see what hap- what comes out. You know, get your journal out, have a conversation with someone if you if you're more of a talker and see what comes out. Because the truth is most of us are carrying around emotions like it's not safe to show my emotions. It's not safe to feel. Feeling means I'm weak, right? Crying is not okay. I'm in charge of other people's emotions. There's so many baggage beliefs that we carry around based on society, our household, even just the energy in your household. Did your parents actually support your emotions or did they tell you to suck it up, toughen up? You know, what were the conversations and the energy around when you were having an emotional release as a child? So this is, this is a really good place for you to start in building this awareness and curiosity around what's going on emotionally for you. So what were these beliefs? What are these beliefs that are at the back of your mind preventing you from actually allowing yourself to feel? Okay. Cause we're going to talk about in just a minute, you know, how to start feeling again. We first have to understand what blocks are there, right? And these believe these limiting beliefs are a big block for most of us. And we're, we're going to be talking more about how to repattern beliefs uh, here on the podcast in the next couple episodes. So stay tuned for that. But this is really important to understand as well, that these beliefs, as you start identifying them, 
were learned by our subconscious mind to keep us safe. Okay, this is how we actually learn to survive in our family, right? Hold in your emotions because, or else dad will get mad, right? Don't express emotions because mom will get mad, right? It is actually a survival technique that your your brilliant subconscious mind knew to do to survive in your household. And for that, we can be grateful. We can understand and have compassion and empathy for our younger selves who went through these situations and and came out kind of in this disconnected space that we're in now. You know, we also live in a world that is very male-based, okay? Very patriarchal. You know, emotions are not acceptable in the workplace. It means you're weak. It means you're lazy. It means that, oh, you're like, you're just that sensitive person. You get talked down to. I mean, it's constantly being bombarded in our brain that being emotion, an emotional feeler is a bad thing. And that is such a lie. It is a lie. Okay. Being a feeler is such a gift. It is amazing to be able to tune so deeply into your energetic intuition and be able to use that as a compass to guide, guide you on a daily basis into making decisions. So really, really beautiful. And I want you to start changing those beliefs. Okay. But step one is, is understanding what they are right now. This is important to understand as well. Like as some of you are listening to this, maybe even thinking like, I don't really, I don't feel anything. Okay. I just, I'm just not a feeler BS. Okay. You are a feeler. You have just been disconnected from your emotional body. We have an energetic, you know, we've got our physical body. We've got our mental like body. We also have an emotional body. And this is often something that we didn't disconnected from at a very young age to stay safe because of trauma or a whole gamut of other reasons and just patterning, um, around from our society that we have learned how to not feel right. We've, we've put a wall up. There's a protector or wall in place that is actually preventing us from connecting somatically in our body with what we're feeling. So you are a feeler, whether you're tapped into that or not. And I really want to encourage you to be open to this journey of, of healing this emotional component and tearing down that protector that is no longer needed and living in this space where you honor what comes up on a daily basis. Now, a common misconception is that people often feel that, you know, if I allow myself to to truly feel the pain or the suffering or whatever needs to come out, I'm going to fall apart and never be able to put myself back together again. Or I'm going to live every day just in tears, unable to work or have friendships or romantic relationships. That is also a lie, okay? That is not at all what happens. Yes, there will be periods of crying and release that feel glorious in your healing journey, it's not going to totally derail you. You're going to be okay. You're going to get back up. Our body's desire to is to be in joy and light. That is where our body always wants to be. Okay. And it will always work towards that, you know, as we release the things that need to be released. Okay. So please do not subscribe to that belief that is not true. Okay. You're going to be okay. And it's actually going to help you live a more free, fulfilling, love-filled, joyous, light, bright, 
amazing life where not only food doesn't control you anymore, but you are so in your power and connected with who you are that it fills your whole cup up. So please know that that's, that's here for you. Okay. Now this is something so important to understand around emotions as well. And, um, that science is actually now catching up. I know it's really hard to study the science of energy, right? But it's a thing. And, um, there's, there's been countless studies now done and you'll go ahead and do your own research. But when we actually understand that emotions are energy, and if we're not actually allowing ourselves to feel and express and process these emotions, we're actually holding energy into our body. And what that means is actually, can you imagine all the toxins that you've ever eaten over your whole life? And imagine you didn't have a liver. Imagine none of those toxins left your body. They just collected and collected and collected and collected and they collected some more years and decades of your life of toxic buildup in your cells. The same thing happens with emotions. This toxic buildup of stagnant, heavy emotions, and even some really positive emotions can carry a lot of energetic weight and they actually get stored in your body. This is where you'll hear people developing blockages in their chakras or disease has now been linked to this collection of emotions. People who have not lived a life where they express and, and process their emotions are more likely to develop disease. Alzheimer's, MS, um, you know, any cellular mutation and, and stagnation in the body. This was mind blowing when I learned about this, this connection between actually holding on to our emotional baggage and disease. This was one of the things that really hit home for me when I was on my, my journey to clean up my diet and really um, nourish my body and my cells. I, I had to take a look at this. A really great example of this, and I don't know if any of you have ever had this experience. I'm so gifted to have met a couple people in my life now who have opened up and shared to me that it wasn't until they opened up emotionally um, and healed their past traumas that their body went back into balance. So what I mean by that is they were overweight and they dealt with their emotional baggage and all of a sudden the weight disappeared. It is so powerful when you see these physical manifestations of of how our emotions can either collect in ourselves and lead to disease and addictions, right? And poor relationships and poor mental health. There's so much toxicity in holding on to these emotions. So that in itself should show you that it is vital for your overall health and mandatory if you want to actually live a long, healthy life, which I'm kind of guessing you want to because you're listening to this podcast. So you have to begin to feel these emotions and make peace and make friends with the uncomfortable emotions. So how do we start to do that? How do you begin to feel again? Now, I've got a list here that I'm going to share with you and I encourage you to write these down, uh, take notes and really start practicing these because this isn't just about soaking in more information. Nothing's going to shift for you emotionally if you don't put these things into practice and actually take action in your life. Okay. This goes with anything, by the way, you've got to take the action. And, you know, I, I sincerely hope that you do. And of course, if, if 
if you need the accountability and the group and the support to do that, um, come and get your name on the wait list for, for my next live group program. But really, really commit this to yourself to practicing even just a little bit every day. Because here's the thing that I do know, if, if you're out there listening to this completely disconnected, never having felt before, this can be scary. Okay, this can feel like a really scary place or step to take on your journey. And I just want you to know that I see that and I feel that and it's acknowledged and valid. Okay, it's so valid that this is scary. This may be something that you've never done because you feel like it is not safe to feel. It's not safe to be emotional. It's not safe to connect with those parts of you and your body. So this is really a journey of learning to be safe in your body again and learning to connect with yourself again in a really supportive way. And if you need support doing this, please do not do this alone. Please reach out, come and join my next program, reach out privately, find somebody else that you feel really safe with because this can get really tricky. It can get really messy and sticky if you don't know how to support yourself when the tears start to flow, when the pain starts to come up. Okay. And how to actually honor that. So this journey to beginning to feel is really different for everyone. Okay. That's really important to say. It's going to be so different. There's no one way of doing this. It's about exploring and testing out different techniques and different tools and different practices and just paying attention to what works and what doesn't for you. So the first thing that you can do is to acknowledge right now any discomfort or resistance that you have to looking inward, to connecting with your emotions. You know, as I'm talking in this episode, are you really excited to dive in? Are you like, yes, I can't wait to just start feeling and do all these things that Danny's telling me to do? Or is there a part of you that's kind of tight in your chest going, ooh, yeah, I don't know about this. Maybe you're like, going to just about to hit end on this podcast because it's feeling too uncomfortable in your body. What resistance is there? Most of us have resistance. Most of us do not feel like this is a safe journey to just fully rip it open and bear our emotions to the world. It's, it's an unfolding. And I, you know, step one is really understanding that there's resistance there. Like I said, connecting with those beliefs that may be at the root for you that are part of that resistance, but just honoring that. And knowing that it is very normal, very normal. You should be feeling scared. Most people are, okay, in this journey. So just know that you're not alone in that, okay? And it's okay to acknowledge that. And you have to actually acknowledge that resistance. Even just saying hello, right? Hello, discomfort. I know this feels scary, but it's going to be okay. And I'm going to do it anyway, right? It's the whole jumping into the fear. So the next thing that you can do is choose a new empowering belief about being emotional. Okay. You might have to choose a couple of beliefs, right? But maybe all those limiting beliefs that you've already identified around being emotional, those patterns that are holding you stuck, you can rewrite those, right? And maybe start creating some new beliefs around, um, you know, it's safe and healthy to feel. My emotions are valid. I need to feel to heal, right? Whatever beautiful, um, mantra or belief that you want to recreate. So think about creating those new beliefs, put them all over your house, repeat them to yourself on a daily basis. I mean, there's so many things we can do to really cement in new beliefs in our mind, but it's, you know, step one is just identifying it. What is the new empowering belief that you are going to have or beliefs about being emotional? 
The next thing that you're going to do is commit to noticing your feelings on a daily basis. So commit to checking in with yourself on a daily basis, if not an hourly basis, right? And maybe you set some reminders on your phone. A really good time to do this is either before or after eating. If we're talking about emotional eating specifically, this is going to be right before you eat. Check in. How am I feeling? What's coming up for me right now? And you might not get anything right away and that's okay. But after a couple days, you're going to start hearing things. You're going to start feeling whispers. You're going to start connecting in that way. So stick with it. Okay. And just commit to checking in with yourself at least every time you eat, if not more throughout the day and know that what you're doing is, is building a new muscle. I like thinking of it that way. It's something that you got to practice and practice and practice just like you would go into the gym. So keep asking yourself, you know, how am I feeling? And this can take 20 seconds. It can be up in your head. It doesn't have to be written down. I encourage you to write it down. If you are looking at disconnecting your emotional eating patterns, it's really, really eye-opening to start drawing the lines and understanding which are your biggest emotional triggers. You're going to get a lot of insight if you actually start tracking and writing that down. But if you don't do that, you can just do it up here in your head. You just check in. How am I noticing today? And you may only notice body sensations. Okay. This is so important and a common misconception. I, I was actually just talking with a client the other week, a new client that was, was, you know, working on this emotional piece, really struggling and saying, I just, I, there are no words coming up for me when I ask how I'm feeling. And this is so normal because we've been so disconnected from our emotional body. The first step is actually reconnecting with our body and our physical body. So you might first only feel like tightness in your chest or a lightness to your body, or maybe you feel tightness in your jaw or shortness of breath, right? Maybe you're tight in your hips. Maybe there's physical sensations in your body. So as you're checking in, this is step one is to connect with just the physical sensations. Don't worry about the labels. It doesn't matter if you can label yourself as sad or, or stressed. That doesn't matter. Those are just labels. The English language labels that don't always serve us. Labels are not always good. So step one is just to connect with your body. Okay. Connect with your body sensations and just keep note and use your breath to connect. Okay. One of the most powerful things you can do. And if anyone's watching me on YouTube, um, I've got a hand on my heart and a hand on my lower stomach and I'll close my eyes and just take three deep breaths and ask, how am I feeling in this moment? And in those moments, right, using your breath to actually connects you immediately to your body, especially if you can close your eyes, you can put your hands on your body. And it's such a beautiful tool and just a moment of self-love to actually help you connect with your physical body and your emotional body. So that's a really good tool to use. You can do that in your car, in the bathroom. You know, you can do this throughout the day in a really easy and quick way. And just three deep breaths, hand on your heart, checking in like that. So the next, the next tip here, as you're learning to feel again, is to also commit to building in a daily connection practice. So what I mean by this is, um, this can be so many different things. Having a daily practice where you connect with your true self, your inner self. And this is often best done in stillness, in silence, some of these moments in the day that most of us don't do right? And this could be just sitting on a park bench for five minutes on your way to work, right? Meditating, 
right? Maybe um, meditating in bed before you get up every morning, right? Or doing some journaling in bed before you get up. And really having these moments in the day where you connect with yourself, okay? It, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be some formal meditation routine. It can just be five minutes of sitting with yourself and breathing. That's it. And it sounds so easy, but for most of us, it is so terrifying to do that and to be alone with our thoughts and to be alone with our, our body in that way and not be busy all the time. So practice that. Maybe it's a minute to start, right? Maybe then you build up to five minutes. And in those moments, you'll start to notice that you can connect easier with your feelings when you're slowing down, when you're in stillness, when you're in silence, when you're not um, constantly listening to loud music or this podcast (laughs) or movies, right? Our days are so filled with noise that the noise brings us out of our body, So you need to start building in practices. If you want to do this work and to break free from sugar, you have to start building in practices on a daily basis that help you connect with yourself and slow down. Okay. The next tip here that I have for all of you, as you begin feeling is noticing when a feeling or a tension in the body comes up, you know, you're feeling maybe something heavy, say, thank you. This is repatterning those parts of you that believe it's wrong to feel those heavy emotions. So things like, oh man, I'm feeling really angry right now. Oh, that's good. Anger is good. Thank you, anger, for coming up. Thank you, anger, for showing me what or telling me what you need to tell me. Thank you for being here. Just thank you even. I'm grateful for you. You know, reminding yourself to build in those mantras as well. And, and reinstating these new beliefs that you have around emotions, right? It's safe to feel this anger. This anger is safe, right? I mean, maybe that's the language that you need to use. Safety is such a big root for a lot of us on this topic. So really um, tuning into that is going to be really important. And the last piece here and reminder for you is that this takes practice, right? This is like building a muscle. So please be gentle with yourself. You're not going to be perfect at all. And this is why, you know, something like this, as we learn to begin to feel again, is so important with the right support. Okay. So go out there and find that, um, you know, in whatever way feels right to you, but please don't go through this on your own. This is a really tricky journey and can be really, really unnerving as we start bringing up um, issues around safety and fears and, and really difficult stuff can come up. So be gentle with yourself, get support that you need and trust this process, right? I know that these, these tools and what I just shared with you, this isn't rocket science. This is literally just on a daily basis, committing some time in stillness to connect with yourself, to connect with your breath, to connect with your heart space, your body, and to ask how you're feeling just to tune inward. It's pretty simple, but at the same time, complicated, right? And tricky. There's resistance, there's fears, there's all these things that are going to come up for you. And I just want you to know that that's normal. Okay. And your homework item for the next week is to build this in, as I said, before every time you eat. Okay. Really focusing on building that awareness of what's going on with your emotional eating patterns. And at the same time, just starting to practice, testing the waters, connecting with your emotional body. And as I mentioned, you know, if you want 
to dive so much deeper into this and, and more of the tools, more of the actual action taking pieces and accountability that can happen in a group setting with this, um, you're definitely going to want to come and get your name on the wait list for my eight week emotional eating program that I'm going to be hosting live for a brand new group of women coming up really soon this spring. So I'm putting the final touches on right now and it's going to be an incredibly powerful program that I am so excited to host. So if, if you're ready to, to heal this emotional piece so that you're free from sugar and just free from the emotional control that other people have over you and also that you have on a daily basis with yourself, this is going to be so for you and would love to see you in the program waitlist down below. And you can also find below the uh, three-part emotional eating workshop series that you can download right now for free while you wait for the live program to start. If you haven't already grabbed um, or registered and gotten into those videos yet and those workbooks, they're there to guide you and deeper into this conversation with yourself to build that awareness and start practicing these things that we've just talked about in this very episode. So I'm going to leave it there for today. Um, tune in next week for a more of a conversation. This, this is really step one. Okay. Step one in this breaking our emotional connection to food and sugar is learning to feel again. Okay. And these conversations that we had today. So you've got a whole week to, to put all these things into practice, to begin feeling again, to start testing all of these pieces. And then next week, we're going to be diving into um, step two in this process. Okay. So stay focused on everything I shared today, this week, that's your homework. And just know next week, we're going to build on this and I'm going to add in some more tools um, to help you really flow the energy of emotions and process in a healthy way. So you're no longer needing to rely on food and sugar to do that. So you can look forward to that. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning into another episode. If you're loving what we talked about today, please remember to subscribe, leave a review and share this episode with someone you love. And if you're ready to dive deeper into discovering your root causes and patterns that are keeping you hooked on sugar, be sure to check out our brand new free workshop series that will help you kick emotional eating for good. Find the link to download this free series and other amazing resources in the show notes below.